the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good day. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, and more. I want to say happy holiday to you, but it's it's love day. It's Hallmark Day. Go out and buy a card day. A tone day. Buy flowers day. That are going to die in the next four days day. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not against it, but I'm not a fan. Oh, how do you really feel? Let's talk about how I love the market. So far, so good. Stock market this week is probably how I'd sum things up. So far, so good. I always judge things by where I am at lunchtime at the gym, kind of looking at things. And it was pretty good yesterday. Market opened a little bit lower today. And a little bit, I, I, I would probably go as far as to say anxious. So, not love anxious, but anxious. So far, so good. Posted back-to-back winning sessions Monday and Tuesday. After last week, biggest decline in two years for a week. The bounce, so you would say, maybe a dead cat bounce in some people's eyes. Maybe a technical bounce off the 50-day moving average. It's kind of fending off selling pressure. And it puts the buy on the dip story back into play. Fear of missing out buzz in the air. Last week's carnage fostered some lingering concerns about getting stung by that trade. You know, if you buy it back, if you buy the dip, would we end up getting stung? Concerns have been reflected in rising inflation expectations and rising interest rates. Little bit of inflation numbers this morning, dun dun dun, and the markets are scared. January's consumer price index came out. It was evident that people freaked out on this. Um, total CPI increased one half of one percent. That's considered fifty basis points. Um, but overall, it wasn't a bad number when you exclude food and energy up just three-tenths of 1%, which is the largest month-over-month change since January of 2017. So there was some inflation in it. Um, heavily tied towards car insurance. Now, are we going to let car insurance push the stock market lower? Kind of, yeah. Um, consumer inflation isn't taking off per se, yet, you know, there's a takeaway that you know parts of inflation is is out there and stingy so it, it that should increase some volatility right now the market's worried about the 10-year treasury bond where it's at and the 10-year treasury is worried about inflation as it sees inflation the 10-year treasury creeps 
to a higher number. So 2.8% becomes 2.85%, it becomes 2.888%, and people are going, well, that's getting close to three. And again, that disrupts the bond market, but the stock market uh, corporations, it was a pretty good earnings season. Uh, there's other stories out there, though. Retail sales decreased three-tenths of a percent in January, following downwardly revised 0% rating from December. Retail sales excluding autos were flat. Core retail sales, which excludes auto, gas stations, building materials, and food sales, um, were flat. Key takeaway is that consumer spending on goods not as strong as previously thought in December and wasn't strong at all in January. And it's going to raise some questions about GDP growth expectations. So those are the big stories out there today. It's Valentine's Day. But for the time being, market bulls aren't feeling the love. Um, taking a look at the stock market today, a little lower. It's not bad. Um, but a little bit lower. There's no doubt about it. So stock jitters and higher interest rates. That's what we're dealing with. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. The Dow is recovering from a 300-point drop after a hotter-than-expected inflation report rattled investors. That's the headline. So at one point this morning, I've been up for about three hours, and the first thing I do is I turn on the markets, and I see what's going on, what's going not going on, and, and the numbers look bad on that inflation data, but they've kind of recovered, haven't they? Um, I think so. Investors are worrying so much about inflation right now because it can kill your returns. Um, inflation's a boogeyman. Inflation's a bad word. When we see it on the consumer level, we it, it hits our pocketbook or it hits our wallets. When you see inflation on the the business side, the producer price index, you go, wow, it's costing them more to make goods. I wonder if well, they're going to charge us more down the road. And so the consumer and the producer, the PPI and the CPI, producer price index, consumer price index, they kind of work hand in hand. Investors are worried that inflation's too low for a long last 10 years. Things weren't getting hot. And then we get spooked when we see that things are starting to pick up. So we've seen it in wages, which hits the producer. And we've seen it in CPI tied towards car insurance, most notably. Um, So that's out there. Very weak inflation is a sign of a weak economy. Very strong inflation is a sign of too hot of an economy. So you kind of want a Goldilocks economy somewhere in the middle. I know it's kind of goofy to explain, but that is what it is. So um, I I can't say it any other way, right? Um, Odd story, just odd story. Trump's personal lawyer said he paid porn star Stormy Daniels out of his own pocket. Say what? You see stories like this, and you're like, you are fake news. Fake news. Fake news. News. Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen, said he personally paid Clifford $130,000 and was not reimbursed by either the Trump Organization or the Trump campaign. The Wall Street Journal reported last month that Cohen had created a limited liability company to pay Clifford in exchange for her signing non-disclosure agreement about her allegations of an affair. Um, I, I'm just going to shut up and say, whoa. Wrong. Now, how much will we spend today on Valentine's Day? Too much. 
Americans really, really, really spend too much. $19.6 billion. We will spend $654 million on gifts for coworkers, or about $4.79 each. Coworkers are the least of Americans' priorities on Valentine's Day. As significant others or spouses and family members, such as parents or children, receive the bulk of today's holiday spending. Americans are looking forward to pampering and indulging their loved ones with flowers, candy, dinner, and all the Valentine's Day nonstops. It's kind of nice for restaurants, right? Tuesday's not exactly, or Wednesday's not exactly the sexiest night out on town, but everyone's going to be out on town tonight. People age 25 to 34 spend the most, $202 per person. Holy shnikes. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Love, exciting, and true. Take a break. We'll be right back. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, chatting with Coach Sendak, your Santa Clara Broncos basketball report. It's now time for a check-in with our partners at Santa Clara Basketball for this week's chat with Coach Sindek. Here's the voice of the Broncos, Anthony Passarelli with Coach. Welcome to Chatting with Herb Sendek, the Coach's show heard every Wednesday morning right here on AM 1220 KDOW, brought to you by Heffernan Insurance. Coach, a split over the weekend, a tough one at BYU, always a tough place to play, but then came back and literally came back in the second half to win a game against San Diego, a team that had beaten you down in Southern California. You said there was no specific tactic change in the second half, just a better execution by the guys. As you look at the film, uh, what specifically stood out to you? Well, obviously, K.J. had a great afternoon for us, scoring a career-high 32 points, but a number of our guys really stepped up and played very well, especially in that second half. Uh, you're talking about KJ. We've been watching him for a couple of years, and he's been amazing to us. But he kind of found that extra level. You mentioned a career high. His previous career high had been 26 points, but it almost looked like in the second half that he was going to get that win, no matter what it took him. Well, he's doing a great job of not only scoring the basketball, but making his teammates better. And a disproportionate amount of the load has fallen on his shoulders, with Matt Hauser and others out of the lineups and. Um, Saturday afternoon, he really rose to the challenge. And you mentioned Matt Hauser being out with a foot injury. Matt Turner also was in a boot this past weekend, and Shaq Walters taking care of some family business overseas. Uh, Heading into the weekend with uh, the upcoming game at Portland and then uh, at Pacific on Saturday, Portland uh, tomorrow, Thursday, what's the prognosis for those three gentlemen? Well, uh, Shaq has returned, and he'll be available, although you know he's gone now for the better part of several weeks without – practicing or playing because before he had to return home he had the flu and then Matt Turner is also available but just like Shaq he's had back-to-back challenges he also had about what the flu followed by the ankle injury so those guys will be working themselves back in after an extended period away Uh, unfortunately I don't think uh, we'll have Matt Hauser back in the lineup quite yet we'll hope for the best moving forward and what does it mean to the team uh, to have Matt out? Obviously, more of the offensive load, as you said, falls on KJ. Um, but Matt does some other things for the team. 
Absolutely. Matt's been one of our most consistent and best players over the last two years. He was a guy playing basically the whole game for us and helping KJ, you know, with a lot of the ball handling responsibilities and playing good basketball on both ends of the floor for us. And then finally coming up, uh, as we said, at Portland on uh, tomorrow, Thursday, and then at UOP on Saturday. It's been a while since the Broncos have played Portland. Teams can change a lot over that time. No question about it. I mean, the college basketball season is so long. Um, you know, teams change dramatically um, from where they were in November, December, even early January. All right, Coach, thanks a lot. And by the way, the Broncos did beat Portland here on the Levy Center floor uh, by just a couple of points, so it should be an exciting game. Thank you very much. All right, that's our chat with Coach Herb Sendick here every Wednesday morning right here on the home of Bronco basketball, AM 1220, KDOW. Sadly, I remember in college I dated a girl named Juliet. Out of college, we were still dating. And um, things didn't work out. Maybe she's the one that got away. But she had a friend who looked at going bankrupt as totally okay. So she'd go out and get credit cards, run them up, and then go file paperwork that she's going to go bankrupt. And the credit card company's lost. And yet she kept all of her shoes and clothes that she bought with that credit card. I always found that grotesque. But that's a mentality of a lot of people. Some people in the United States. Not all of them, but some of them. 86% of Americans who have or had credit card debt say they regret it. She didn't. She looked at it as a way of getting free shoes and, you know, having a status filed against her. It's not the worst thing in the world. The main regrets are because it took a long time to pay off credit card debt for people. And then they start seeing that hefty interest expense causing unnecessary stress. 40% of consumers, two out of five, 40% who have credit card debt said it affected their general happiness. One third said it negatively affected their standard of living. Wow. Your standard of living goes down because you get into credit card debt. But credit cards are typically used to improve your life by buying things, right? But one-third say it, it affects their standard of living. Because ultimately, when it push comes to shove, you've got to pay it back, right? One in five, 20% of Americans who've had credit card debt say it had impacted their health. We don't want this, right? We don't, this, this is a bad story. When I say it's a bad story, I'm not trying to be cute. I'm trying to say... This is something we don't have. We don't have to have bad health. We could choose not to spend. Now, again, I don't like debit cards. I like credit cards. But yet you're saying debit cards can only take your cash. And when it's out, it's out. Credit cards. You can, I've got a credit card with like thirty five thousand dollar max on it, which is like, no. Um, and yet it's because I put all my bills on it that I can because, again, I like the rewards. But who needs $35,000 of credit card debt? I get $35,000 in a home equity line of credit or, you know, a 30-year mortgage, right? But I don't get it on a credit card. It takes a long time to pay that kind of stuff back. The average American has three credit cards and a total balance of $6,300.75. That's up 3% from last year. That's not good. That's no bueno. Currently... So the average American has $6,300 of credit card debt. And you know what credit card debt is, right? The best credit card, not the best, but 
most people I see, their, their percentage rates between 14 and 25%. So you borrow money, then you have to pay it back at 14 to 25%, right? And you're not getting a 14 to 25% raise this year, more than likely. 43% of Americans, 43% of cardholders, let me correct that, carry a balance each month. And that's where credit cards bite you, is that carrying the balance. It's going to kill you. Literally, it's going to affect your health, is what we're learning. There's nothing inherently wrong with using a credit card. It's the carrying the balance. Because the interest rates are so high, they can kind of snowball on you. So if the average credit card's interest rate is 14.8%, and the average household pays a total of $900 in, $900 in credit card interest each year, you know, how much did, did you get a $900 raise last year? Maybe. Let's hope. There's a good website app called creditkarma.com, Credit Karma. You can go download an iPhone, Google phones. It monitors your credit. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. i got a seminar coming up. I'd love to see you. That's coming up in March in San Mateo, Foster City. Learn about income and wealth and retirement. You can use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Tinder is a publicly traded company. Whoa. Tinder is going to steal one of the features from Bumble. Bumble gives people the choice, gives women the right to make the first move and how to engage. You can say that you like someone and they like you, but it takes the woman, she has to make the first move. So Tinder, maybe it's a hookup app. I don't know. What do you think it is? I know someone who went on five Tinder dates on Valentine's Day a couple years ago. So she went to breakfast lunch and dinner and then she went to lunch and dinner five different guys over that weekend tinder's gonna let female users choose whether they want to initiate all conversations with future matches as bumble does match is publicly traded it's a four percent day is that because it's love day love day the day where americans spend an enormous amount of money to buy flowers that look lovely for three or four days so the woman feels appreciated. Men go out and buy chocolate, truffles, so that she can get a little bit of a muffin going, a little bit of pudge, a little bit more than was there. Maybe she becomes unattractive to the other men out there. I think it's the dumbest holiday of all, all time. I love to cook, and I will cook for the love of my life every day. And if that's not good enough, I don't know what is. But Tinder users are getting a new feature. Tinder users of either gender can make the first move, but a future update that is coming to Tinder will let women choose to receive messages only from men they choose. Which is kind of interesting, because if you ever look at Tinder profiles, a lot of them say, if we both like each other, message me. So women don't like to make the first move, and yet 
for some reason, there's a whole app dedicated to it called Bumble. And Tinder says, you know, we're not going to let them have this all by themselves. The Women Talk First setting of Bumble. Um, it's got some other features meant to give women more control over the online dating world and the whole experience, which probably could be pretty humiliating and, and humbling. Um, Bumble was launched by Tinder co-founder Whitney Wolf, who left the company and sued for sexual harassment and discrimination. She got a, a payment of a million plus dollars. The original Tinder CEO kind I, I, this is all allegations, so I need to be careful. Uh, was kind of creepy. So now Tinder's feature is not a reaction to any competitor. They think it's results of years of behind the scenes talks at the company on how to, you know, dating brands could get better. So match.com, which I jokingly, jokingly, sarcastically refer to as the, um, and it's probably Tinder now, it's the largest uh, database of sexual diseases in America, right? Dun, dun, fake news, fake news, fake news. It's probably not. It's just, it's Rob Black saying that, and now he's trying to make sure he covers his bases. It may not be the largest database of sexual diseases, but it might be. So, Match owns Tinder, and they tried to acquire Bumble at a valuation of more than a billion dollars. So, Bumble is the younger of the two apps, and it's got 20 million plus users company doesn't comment on acquisition rumors and is in a very unique position. Match is pretty interesting in the sense that as a company, not as a dating app, Match is pretty interesting to me because they basically own all the dating apps out there. Oh my. Uh, not all of them. I know, right? So they did some interesting things like back in 2005, Match.com entered into a strategic relationship with Dr. Phil. Um, and you're like, whoa. So they're publicly traded. Um, Match.com is the exclusive provider of online dating at Yahoo. Um, they're trying to get into like travel services. Um, now, with that said, you know, Match.com has had some Problems. They use automatic subscription renewals. The option to cancel your subscription and to end an auto renewal is found under my account settings, but a lot of people don't know how to do that. So they got into some heat with that with uh, people. Match.com, you know, again, they own Tinder and, you know, uh, person claims that they're raped by someone that met on Match.com and, you know, you do background checks on people, on sexual offenders, for instance. Oh boy. So Match does do screening. Um, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, they own OkCupid. They own SinglesNet. They own Chemistry.com. They own Twoo. They own Tinder. Um, they probably own... Uh, they don't own Ashley Madison or eHarmony, but they're just not doing that great. So anyway, that's your love sto segment story of the day. Um, should, you go, should you go out and buy shares of Match.com on a day where they're going to be in the news a lot? Um, you're right. Today on Jay, on Cron 4, Rob Black's going to talk about love 
And he's going to pull up, oddly enough, stories about Match.com. Ticker symbol MTCH, up 4% today. Uh, When you take a look at a five-year chart of it, it's at an all-time high. And it's been a massive winner in the last two and a half years that it's been publicly traded, going from 10 bucks a share to 40 bucks a share. Winning. We all want love. We all want sexy sex. We all want to be feel important, and they play in that arena. So, just throwing it out there. They provide dating products. They've got 45 brands: Match, Tinder, Plenty of Fish, Metric, OkCupid, Pairs, Twoo, Our Time. Black people meet. Whoa, I didn't know that one. Love Scout 24. Didn't know that one. Um, they provide ver- also, strangely enough, various test preparation, academics, and SAT stuff. So they've got a couple different businesses, right? Ticker symbol MTCH at an all-time high. Let me pull up real quick. Uh, let's see some corporate research on Match. There's anything, okay, price target raised $42. It's right at that. One analyst says a high level of conservative estimates built into the guidance. There's some new tender monetization products. Oh, they got into some trouble recently because they're going to charge people over 30 more than they charge people under 30. Right? Yeah, most people, um, it's, it seems like it's above its price targets. I see another analyst has $37 price target on it. Um, what else is there? $42 price target. Um, Tinder paid subscribers are above guidance. Oh, on Tinder now, you can select a feature where you could see people who've already matched you. So you don't even have to like swipe. You could just say, here I am, come and get me. Um, they're focused on improving the female user experience with artificial intelligence. Uh, the revenue growth is being driven by Tinder which will account for a majority of subscriber growth with remaining brand stable. Um, so, yeah, you can invest in love. Tinder is firing on all cylinders. Um, I'm watching some trend trackers right now, and I'm just throwing out what I'm seeing. That's all I got for you. So that's your love stock of the day. Your love stock of the day. Love. <laughs> This song never gets old. As much as you think it might, it don't. We're expecting... Is Captain Stooping dead? When did this one jump the shark? When the cruise director, Julie's niece, came on the ship? Why did they have to introduce a 12-year-old, 14-year-old girl? We don't know. Netflix is hiring away a star producer at Fox. I don't know if you like the show American Horror Story. I thought the first season was amazing. Whether you like Rescue 911, American Crime Story. Um, But Netflix is paying big bucks for Ryan Murphy. $300 million, multi-million dollar, multi-year deal. Um, Last August, Netflix wooed away Shonda Rhimes from... ABC created Scandal and Grey's Anatomy. Now they steal Mr. Murphy from Fox. Um, he's 
quite the talent. To go from Glee to American Horror Story, he knows how to produce. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. It's that time of year, ladies and gentlemen. What do I mean by that? It's Valentine's Day. It's cold winter. We're pulling out of winter at this point in time, and we're looking at the groundhog and saying, when will spring come? We need love. We need to take our loved ones out and give them chocolate. Exciting and But it's also that time of year where, that's right, gentlemen, we get Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Which just ain't all that in a bucket of chicken anymore, is it? When you're a 7, 8, 9, 10, you look forward to your older brother getting Sports Illustrated with a Swimsuit Edition with glee. You lit up. You knew that it came on Tuesdays. You'd be waiting by the mailbox. The mailman would wink at you, knowingly saying, Okay, boy, here you go. It's the sexy swimsuit issue. Shell Teagues. I know, that's going way back. Has been replaced by Kate Upton. Has been replaced by professional athletes. But it doesn't have the same feel anymore, does it? Like, life is changing. Digital is killing everything. MTV killed the radio star, right? Ugly radio stars lost their thing when Bon Jovi came along. And not only did he sing, but he looked good, too. Anyhow, speaking of love, let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. He does a show here every morning from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Not every morning, just Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Fridays. You can find him at 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. So let's let's talk about inflation hedging here for a minute. We have all these calls of inflation. So people are going to start asking how to hedge. Morningstar.com has an article on uh, tips because they're obviously people are going to be looking for inflation protected bonds because that's how do you you know bonds when inflation goes up, interest rates go up, bonds tend to go down in value theoretically. First of all, the best hedge against inflation the best thing that you can buy to make sure over a 10-plus year period you'll be better than inflation is stocks, hands down. Stocks have been the best thing to fight inflation. Because inflation is going on, you typically that means the economy is heating up and doing well. That means companies are doing well over time. So stocks are the best long-term edge against inflation. Now, anything that has to do with bonds. So if you go to the world of bonds and you say, okay, instead of buying a normal bond, I'm going to buy a TIP, a Treasury Inflation Protected Security, where I still get income, but the face value is adjusted for the change in inflation from the time that you bought it. You're going to reduce your current income because the bonds, the TIPs pay a lower current income. For example, the TIP, T-I-P ETF, yields about two, little over 2%, so not even 2.1%. But if you look at Vanguard's total bond market ETF, BND, which owns a little bit of everything, 2.53%. So you're giving up almost a half a percent of income for some inflation protection. So if you're a person that doesn't need current income, but you own the bond, and you think inflation is going to increase in inflation over the next year will be more than a half a percent, which is a big jump in inflation, then 
if you don't need the current income, you might own the tip instead, the treasury inflation protected version of that. All right. So you're going to give up some current income. And again, you're, you're going to make money if inflation goes up that, that, that change of inflation where it was where the face value of the bond is adjusted up. So you have two moving parts of tips. You have the income and go up and down. And then you have the face value that can go up and down. It goes up with inflation. But if, in defla- if deflation comes into play and everything gets Amazoned, as they say, um, then the face value can actually go down in value. Let's look at California because a lot of people don't realize that you can actually get inflation-protected California tax-free bonds. Some mutual funds have it. For example, a company that we work with, Dimensional Funds, they have, they're kind of the inventor of smart beta on the uh, indexing side, but they have great, uh, really conservative bond funds and a lot of inflows even during difficult times. They have an inflation-protected, a, a real return California muni fund is what they call it, where they use ways to hedge against inflation with futures. They, the current yield is only 1.33 versus, say, CMF, which is more of a intermediate-term California tax-free bond ETF at 1.93. So, again... You're giving up typically a half of a percent or a little bit more of current income for protection against inflation. So if you, did, you don't need some income and you're more worried about inflation, then that's fine. Or you can do a combination of the two if you're not really sure. Now, a lot of people start talking about commodities and real return funds as a hedge against inflation. If you look at a long-term chart of gold, it's not really that great. In terms of inflation, there's other commodities that tend to do better. But the thing about most commodity funds or ETFs is they kind of own everything. And commodities can go in very different directions. So the way real return funds work is they typically have their money invested in tips, and then they use that as backing to buy futures on commodities. So it's a little bit complicated. That's why the fees look really high on most of those funds. Um, and they just tend to kind of disappoint over time. <laughs> I like the idea of managed futures, and I don't think you even need to worry about this too much until your portfolio's you know, over really well over 250000 more like 500000 At that point, you can start adding things like managed futures, where it takes a look at directional trend trading in commodities and currencies, for example. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.